All right, so we are here for an episode of the I Am Liberty podcast, and I'm joined by my buddy, Leo Oliveira. Is that how you say your last name? All right, awesome. (laughs) A fellow veteran, and we're here to specifically talk about Vet Cave, your nonprofit. And so I'm really excited because the idea behind this podcast, uh, and I think we talked a little bit about this before before the cameras were turned on, Mm -hmm. but the idea behind the podcast is to essentially have conversations with people who I feel like exemplify liberty in their lives through their values, how they're trying to contribute, who they're trying to bless, their creation, their contribution to society. Mm-hmm. And, and so I really thought about Vet Cave as part of that. And it's, it's really something that you and a friend created together and it's kind of taken on a life of its own yeah. and a great future ahead. So. Leo, tell us a little bit about Vet Cave and and then yourself and kind of your background. Sure. Um, Vet Cave started about two and a half years ago, and um, it just kind of started out out of need. I was isolating myself inside of what was a shed before. And we're sitting there now. And we're sitting in there now. (laughs) Um, The first Vet Cave. The very first headquarters right here. Yeah. 10 by 12. 10 by 12 (laughs) space. Yeah. Well, thanks for hosting, by the way, too. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) Um, So it was just a space where I was coming into, kind of isolating, being by myself. Got a TV in here, so I was watching a lot of soccer games, you know, on weekends. Uh, A friend of mine suggested we, we do something about it and and he used the word, let's pimp out your shed, you know, and <laughs> so we pimped the shed. Um, and in that process of doing that, uh, my friend Matt Bernal from the National Guard, he actually uh, started building his own shed in his backyard without us even connecting at all. And uh, all it took was one phone call and we started FaceTiming from our sheds as they were being built, you know, and wow. uh, just uh, it became so healing to just start asking about what's going in your vet cave and, you know, those typical uh, one-up stories. Well, mine's going to have this. (laughs) Well, and you've got so many cool little items in here. How, what, what prompted you to call Matt when, when you were building your vet cave? Was, did you guys touch base often or? We touched base often. Mm. Uh, He was going through some tough times as well. Mm. Uh, His healing was running. He went from like uh, riding an electric bike, being overweight to running marathons and and uh, every day he I think he's running like a good 10 miles a day now Whoa. but uh, yeah no thanks you'll see him running around Heber there somewhere <laughs> oh is that right yeah okay. he's always around Heber and yeah. uh, I was just checking up on him and he was updating me on what he was up to and I was trying to work on a I was com- trying to come up with an idea for a final graduate capstone for my master's degree and that I, I had just taken a class in nonprofits and I I was in here and I thought, you know what, Matt, what if we uh, did something that can be self-sustained, right? We can build vet caves for veterans, but then tell their stories on camera and tell them what what is in their vet cave would be the story itself, you know, and us, you know, we got very excited about it and it ended up being a grade, you know, and uh, beyond a grade, my professors uh, said that they definitely thought I should do it. They thought it was a great idea. And so I found my best friends, you know, Josh, Dave, Matt. And we've, uh, Scott Ashcroft as well was someone that I met uh, just around that same time that we were about to get it started. And he was a huge uh, supporter and believer of the cause. And I, I think he bleeds Vet Cave as well <laughs> now. And he yeah. lives in Maryland. But uh, it just started that way, you know, just a f- five guys that wanted to get together and, and do some good in the community. Mm-hmm. We didn't know what we were looking at, the challenges of a nonprofit. You know, it was just 
like I said, a, a 80 page business plan. <laughs> 80 for pages. School. So you put some work into it. <laughs> yes, definitely some work. <laughs> and hopefully you got a good grade for it, at least. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Okay, okay. <laughs> now that we need to talk about grades here. No, I love it. You're, you're repping the Vet Cave, yeah. uh, you know, shirt. Uh, it's, it, it is this community that you've created that I've seen your posts on social media about, which is kind of one of the reasons I, why I want to talk. And you, you mentioned Josh, you mentioned Dave, you mentioned mm-hmm. Matt, uh, all part of the Vet Cave, which... We're gonna have Josh in here. We're gonna be able to talk to him a little mm-hmm. bit more about it. But what what would you say? So, for maybe our our not so astute listeners, Vet Caves, you know, yeah. short for veteran, right? Yeah, yeah there you so, go. So, <laughs> like the Vet Cave. <laughs> yeah, like the Vet Cave. Uh, but it's a Vet Cave. You've got all these items that that mean a lot to you. Uh, but tell us a little bit about your your service. So, Vet Cave started two and a half years ago, but. Mm-hmm. But your service uh, predated that, right? Your yeah. service in the military. So tell us a little bit about your service, your time, and your sure. experiences. Um, I'll, I'll even come back a little bit more. Uh, I came here to the U.S. as an international student uh, from Brazil. Okay. Okay. And uh, what year can you say? Two thousand five. Are, are we keeping it general yeah. no, so no, no. people can't track you down? And, okay. <laughs> yeah, two thousand five. I was here uh, for the first time. Experienced winter for the you know first time in Utah and. I couldn't believe people lived in this level of cold, you know. Uh, I still can't believe it, yeah. but we're here. Um, and uh, the experience was great. I ended up getting married. Uh, really started, I've always felt a lot of pride of the U.S., right? You watch Hollywood, American flags all over. Mm-hmm. already starts building that psychological sense of U.S. is great. Um, came here, and I, I just wanted to have a sense of earning my citizenship when I was here. Uh, went into a few recruiters' offices, got rejected at the Air Force uh, for being too strong, maybe. Um, <laughs> yeah, being too strong. <laughs> maybe a little too smart for the Air Force, too, right? Too smart, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ended up uh, with the National Guard. Uh, and what what I liked about the National Guard was really the sense of community, mm-hmm. right? And I think that kind of builds back to why the Vet Cave. And uh, the National Guard, I saw it as it's a local militia, right? And it, it was, uh, for me, far more important to focus on what I can control locally than uh, try to support something more federal mm-hmm. uh, at the time. So that was one of the decisions I made was I'll go into the guard. Started out in the field artillery as a power generator. Okay, uh, I didn't I, know that. I didn't have a citizenship <laughs> at the time, so you yeah. had to pick like a, a non, uh, I don't know, an MOS that didn't require clearance. Yeah, yeah. So not technical at all. Yeah. Went into power generators. Um, my unit did not have any power generators, so within eight months, <laughs> there was a chance to get uh, reclassed. And so that's when I got into the MI and I did uh, interrogations, 35 mic work, and, and then 35 papa with the signals intelligence. Oh, wow. Okay. So mm-hmm. you did, you got two MOSs in that time that you were in the guard. In, in, uh, three. Uh, in, oh, three? Oh, yeah. Power generator, yeah. Yeah, sorry, the power mm-hmm. generator for eight months. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so interrogator. Papa, which is signal intelligence. Uh-huh. Did you have a language as well? I speak Portuguese and okay. Spanish uh, natively. Oh, you speak Spanish natively uh-huh. as well. Okay, uh-huh. yeah, great. Yeah. So, so you joined. You were in. Uh, what jobs did you do in the military? Like, what were, what was your experience in the military? If we can talk about that, because <coughs> yeah. I think it's relevant to, like, the For creation sure. of Vet Cave as well. Yeah. Um, in the Vet Cave or in the Guard, I ended up. Uh, going active guard okay right I was put on orders for about four and a half years and during that time uh, did a lot of uh, intelligence analysis and linguistics type work uh, got to support a few uh, you know alphabet type agencies and uh, 
Yeah. Uh, it was a great experience just to see what the the real world is is like out there. Yeah. You know, very eye opening. Um, I think it puts you in a sense of uh, alertness. I think that is different when you're consistently dealing with things that are of an evil or negative nature, you know, or crime type nature. And so it, it definitely put things in perspective for me, right? And at the same time, a lot of gratitude for living in Utah and in a place where uh, it's fairly safe. Yeah, so what what would you say are some of those? Yeah, because relatively speaking, we're, we're really safe here. Mm -hmm. and, and there's a lot to be grateful for. And so I'm glad that you kind of honed <laughs> in on that because yeah because really the contrast between maybe the worst side of humanity, the worst human, uh, mm. he, yeah, the worst of humanity's, uh, I guess, indulgences or urges, you got exposed to all of that. Mm -hmm. And so, but then you have the contrast of living in Utah, kind of this, uh, we're surrounded by the mountains and we're, we're able to experience all these things. But what, what kind of perspective would you say that that helped you gain as far as uh, how you approach your life today and, and how that contributes to Vet Cave? Well, you know, I think it's, uh, and there's a lot of signals intelligence guys out there and, and people in the military intelligence, a lot of people that are working out of a cubicle, you know, and they're, but they're doing live missions and they're getting involved in things that are, are actually happening real life. And, and, uh, that, that in itself, you detach from that and you go home, but somehow it causes some level of, uh, I don't want to say trauma to your brain, but it does cause some level of feeling unsafe. It can cause nightmares. It can cause a lot of different things that I wasn't aware that I was experiencing until I started having issues with insomnia. I was getting angry all the time. Um, my kids were hiding from me in the basement, right? And um, once I got out, I started experiencing more uh, ideations of suicide and, and feeling a lack of self-worth, you know. And it all came out of the blue. It wasn't something I expected. And so when you ask what did, how did it contribute to the vet cave, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I think the vet cave was, a, was really a reaction to those emotions that I was having and then finding a solution. Because Matt and I, all of a sudden, when he was triggered, he would FaceTime me in here or mm. I would FaceTime him. It started becoming that uh, support system. That right? you had in the military where you were surrounded by comrades who were maybe going through the same thing. There you go. But yeah. then as soon as you were out, that dis disappeared. It was gone. Yeah. yeah. You don't hear from your battle buddies once you're out, you right. know, unfortunately. And, uh, and so that was what the vet cave became, uh, a support system uh, at first. And... As we decided to grow it and we uh, went out and about to actually build a, a couple of caves to get our feet wet mm -hmm. during COVID, you know, uh, it was a lot of big sacrifices on everyone's part. And but we pulled it together as a team. And, and I feel like that forged the values of our nonprofit. As we went about it, we started gaining a sense of identity. Mm -hmm. We all felt extremely purposeful mm -hmm. and we built the community. Yeah. Right. And so that became the foundation of uh, what we do here is help veterans regain a sense of identity, a sense of purpose and a sense of community. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. And to put it that succinctly, I think is, is fantastic yeah. because, because it really can give people that, that picture of what you're trying to create and, and contribute. So four and a half years, you were exposed to maybe some, some really dark 
negative things and sounds like it started taking its toll. And what would you say maybe prompted you at like once you started realizing the toll that it was taking that what prompted you to want to want to create it? Like what was the what was the idea? Where did it come from? Like what was the uh, was there an impetus? Was it just was it just that one conversation with Matt or was there were there other things that helped you helped you identify those values and, and kind of what you wanted to to do with Vet Cave? Um, you know, it, it, it can be a convoluted question, but I think it really just boils down to, I just wanted to be a good dad. Mm. That's all. You know, the fact that my kids were scared of me or that I, my first encounter with them would be me losing it or getting mad, projecting, you know, pushing blame on emotions that I wasn't understanding. I think that was really what made me want to really make this work. Um, because I realized if I could be a good dad for my kids, then that means I could help other people be a good dad for their kids too, mm. right? And I didn't have all the answers or the programs or anything like that, but I was willing to put myself out there. Uh, came across a wonderful friend, uh, Frank DeVito. Maybe you've, you've met Frank before, mm -hmm. I think. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Frank was actually my uh, instructor at uh, 35 Mike course. Mm -hmm. And he left a very strong impression on me at, at the time. He reminded me of my dad a little bit too, because my dad's Italian, mm -hmm. looking like him. And um, but Frank uh, had just started his nonprofit Das Hua a, f a couple of years before. He was doing conversations yeah, kinda, as well, like this, uh huh. Uh huh. And yeah. that led it led to a program that he runs now called Heroes Haven, mm -hmm. right? And it's a it, it takes a little bit from saving a, a save a warrior program as well, mm -hmm. but uh, that program changed my life, man. It was uh, and, and Frank was a huge uh, positive influence in my life as well, and and that's really what I've learned from nonprofits is that we don't have all the answers, but as we band together as a community of nonprofits, we can really make a big impact, and so the Vet Cave has become a huge network. I feel where veterans can come. And if they have an issue, I may not be the guy that's going to help you with some drug addiction or maybe you need a service dog, you know, but we, we know people and we can help. Yeah, you're very connected. Mm -hmm. I, I know that. Like you've got, you've got great resources and, and if somebody needs something, you guys, if you don't have the resources, you'll find it. You'll find it. Exactly. Mm -hmm. uh, so what are some of the struggles that you've had just getting getting this launch two and a half years ago. Uh, have oh, you, ha, has it been just smooth sailing, man? We're, we're cruising, we're creating <laughs> vet caves. No, no, no. no? De it's definitely taken some uh, adapt and overcome, you know, uh, okay. some pivoting. Yeah. Uh, COVID was a big one. Well, the cave's still here. So but you, the cave is here. So, so that's a good sign. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we've, we've definitely learned quite a bit, you know, uh, there's the business plan uh, from the grad program and, and then there's real life and the things that we've uh, become. And I think the most important part is to recognize that the Vet Cave isn't necessarily a structure, mm -hmm. but it's a community, mm -hmm. right? And it's, a, it's an organization that is working really hard to keep the conversation going, right? We have our Vet Cave huddles. Uh, we get together on, a, uh, at least once a month, we try to get together on Tuesdays, 6 p.m. We'll, uh, we can share that Zoom. Uh, oh, that's we'll, awesome. We'll be sharing it along, but... Yeah. Uh, uh, basically, it's a safe place for veterans to come and talk. Uh, you get the whole veteran-friendly, uh, you know, talking crap on each other and yeah, who wears yeah. the pants in the house and we laugh. <laughs> and, you know, it, it's, uh, I even remember one of our veterans, uh, she, she laughed out loud and, and, you know, in the, during our Zoom and, 
And she said, man, it's just like back in the old days, you know. <laughs> so that was meaningful, that type of feedback, um, because we are keeping the conversations going. It's not just that stale, um, old organization that, uh, you know, some people don't appeal to where they feel like, yeah. I, I'm yeah. sure you've experienced some. And, and I know that they are aware of their staleness and they're working really hard to, there's a lot of great organizations out there, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, right now we've actually made really good friends with the uh, DAV, mm -hmm. Disabled American Veterans, and uh, Adam uh, Richardson is one of the guys there that uh, that has connected with us. And so th that's really the idea is to create organizations that are refreshing, that are, uh, you know, appealing to the veterans of this, the warfighters of this generation, and uh, that allows these warfighters to come and, and actually feel safe to talk. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, there's so much trauma, man, that uh, we just keep inside. And... Uh, it comes out in anger, it comes out in all sorts of uh, neglect, you know, and so, so that's what we're here for is to just help people regain that sense of self-love, self-compassion and uh, keep it safe, you know. Well, and I mean, there's, there's so many things that you've covered that I think resonate with, with me, obviously just being veterans and we, mm -hmm. were, in the, we were in the same brigade with, uh, with uh, the 300th and I guess for me, hearing that you're trying to create that community, you're trying to give people that sense of um, purpose, mm -hmm. the mission, if you will, and that you can keep the conversation, the communication open. Because, so I got out a year and a half ago. Actually, it's going on two years now. And, you know, it's just kind of funny, right? Because you get out and it's like, not Grow even. Your beard. Not, <laughs> Yeah, that's the first thing you do, right? It's like this gross, like, grody beard. Like, I can only grow a chin beard, so it was like this really gross, oh, man, it's pictures from that time. I might bring it back. I don't know. Do it. Uh, but being in real estate maybe it makes it a little bit tougher because uh, I try and look professional. Uh, so, but, but yeah, it's like there's, there's, no, there's nothing, there's no pat on the back. There's no, mm -mm. there's no, hey, thank you for 12 years or thank you for however many years. It's, it's just like, all right, I'm out. Like it kind of feels like, especially being in the guard, it kind of feels like normal life, except I don't have to worry about one weekend a month. Yeah, one weekend a month last or, minute training or a constant <laughs> like there was a constant uh, hounding for me to get deployed. And and that's I, I had to get out because I was like, nah, man, two's enough, two's enough. Uh, so so in the vet cave, I think it's really cool what you're doing, because instead of just this like hey, you're done, like, and then there's absolutely nothing. There's, it's almost like a vacuum, right? Uh, because you had this purpose, you had, you had uh, meaning, you had camaraderie, and you had support in a lot mm -hmm. of ways with the military. But then once you're out, you're, you're in this vacuum, you're in this void. You're, you, it's kind of like uh, maybe um, a one-night stand or something, right? You're not a duck. You're not a... You don't know what you are. You, you don't know? know what you are. Yeah, like, it's like, thank you, you know, have a nice day, right? It, mm -hmm. There's there's nothing. And sure, there are resources, but like you said, there's it's very stuffy. Like, there's just very, you know, it's very bureaucratic. It's almost like being in the military again if you're well, trying you, to deal with these. Well, and you just jumped from, go, you know, military. Now you have to go deal with the VA, mm -hmm. and you end up experiencing a lot of challenges as well. And, you know... Veterans give up because it's hard to get your stuff filed with the VA and then <clears throat> you don't get content with what they just 
or you don't feel like it's right, the percentage they give you have to claim, file a claim against Just that keep again. fighting and, and pushing. The and fight never ends, yeah. right? You were fighting in the military for your career. Yeah. And now you're, or pay, okay. <laughs> and now you're fighting for, uh, you know, just uh, getting taken care of, getting your health taken care of, and you feel like you're an inconvenience. It can be very challenging as well, that transition into the VA, but, uh, you know, part of what we, we talk about in the Vet Cave is don't give up on that, man. It's your, it's your career, it's your health, it's your benefits. You know, persistency really does pay. There you go. Yeah. And, uh, and there's organizations out there that are there to represent you when you get out. And, and so you're not alone mm-hmm. when you get out. It's the challenges. You don't know where to go. You know, and so the Vet Cave is a, fl- a safe place to start. Yeah. You know, from there, there's so many other places to go that uh, sky's the limit, you know, <laughs> yeah. for what you can do as a veteran. Well, and I, just just knowing just pre-conversation and everything, you talk about uh, supporting veterans through, through like entrepreneurship, through mm-hmm. career counseling, uh, creating, creating a culture. So, so what are some of the things that I guess you're doing specifically with Vet Cave to, uh, to help, to help soldiers? Like what, what are some of the things sure. that, that you've done and that you're doing? Uh, so I know we talked about the Zoom call and everything. Let's, so. let's talk a little yeah. bit about past glories yeah. real quick, but uh-huh. then, uh, definitely jump into what's coming. But, uh, yeah. Last year, I think our goal was to get our feet wet and prove that we could do what we said we would set out to do. Mm-hmm. And so we, we built two vet caves, right? The first one was for Nate Taylor, mm-hmm. and uh, the second one was for Colton Bird. Both of them are guardsmen. Uh, Nate uh, deployed in 2012. Uh, Colton deployed in, uh, I think, 2018. Mm-hmm. Both of them to Iraq. Uh, different issues, uh, you know, they all, they, they, they have their own uh, things that they're dealing with, their demons and health issues and whatnot, but uh, wonderful recipients. We built the caves for them. Uh, Nate ended up getting a, a life coaching, uh, life coach license through a volunteer of the Vet Cave community. And uh, he started out as uh, just getting the life coaching sessions and then he loved it so much, he ended up getting his own certification. He's now specialized in PTSD and trauma mm. for coaching and he's running our, our, you know, our Vet Cave huddles. Okay. So he's the guy that's helping us keep the conversations going. Yeah, he's and, the uh, one who wears the pants. He, 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 he has some big boy pants. Man. He, <laughs> he's, a, he's an amazing human being. Uh, he's put the vet cape to use in his backyard. You know, he's, he's definitely uh, used that creative space in a way that's become healing to him. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did an interview with him not too long ago, and I can't wait for that to be out here soon as well just as a year mark update and his life has changed so much you know in his own words since 2012 this is the best he's felt in a, in quite some time so to be able to hear that um, or you know it's not us it's him he put in the work but we are grateful that we got to be part of that and mm-hmm. and bring to light the the shed that he had in his backyard you know <laughs> <laughs> um, he's flipped them you know he's been able to make some money out yeah. of that so that's very positive uh, Colton Bird, he, he's uh, focused on developing a service dog training program out of his shed. He, uh, he's, he's a sher- he works for the sheriff's department, so he has a, his career going, but the goal is that he would at some point do service dogs. They had uh, some beautiful German Shepherd puppies not too long ago, and I need to connect with them and see where that's all at, you know. Yeah. But, yeah. but that's really what it was, you know. We wanted to create some creative space for veterans to really just develop themselves. Mm-hmm. while they're part of a community. 
uh, we don't expect anything from them. Uh, it was, it's just a labor of love, you know. Um, but moving forward with, uh, you know, lumber prices and <laughs> prices kind of went up quite a bit. And so yeah. we had to pivot a little bit and adapt. Um, and so our board, we've taken some initiatives and we're working on a mobile vet cave now. We're going to build a adventure ready trailer that is wrapped in vet cave, uh, you know, uh, vet cave logos and our sponsors, corporate sponsors, and just have different elements for bringing veterans together at the park. Or if we want to meet up at a, you know, a day at the lake, we can have equipment that can come in the trailer. Um, and the trailer will have its own little section uh, that we're going to build for interviews as well. Mm -hmm. And uh, we want to be able to go and tell the stories of post-traumatic growth of veterans that have gone through their own shadow work, their demons, and now today they own businesses, they're running a corporation, or they're very successful in, in their roles. And we want to be able to tell those inspiring stories and uh, help other veterans to be able to see that they can do it as well. You know, that, that it's a silly saying, like, if I can do it, anyone can. But it's so true, man. <laughs> yeah. We all have it in us, you know, that uh, the values of never quitting, mm -hmm. you know, of uh, just wanting to keep pushing, I think, it's been a big thing for me you know just we don't quit around here <laughs> yeah yeah well it, it factors in the warrior ethos right mm -hmm. um i'll never quit uh i'll never leave a fallen comrade there you and, go. and so you're you're working on that uh never leaving a fallen comrade via via vet cave and i i think the stories are very important mm -hmm. the interviews that you're that you're going to be doing with other soldiers because uh, we're talking, we're having a conversation, but it's it's the stories behind the conversations, the individuals that really, mm -hmm. really make a difference. And so I guess, because uh, we're, you know, we're trying to keep the episode to 30 minutes, but but let's talk a little bit about, a, a, li a little bit more in detail about about your story, mm -hmm. Leo, because I think, I think it's, it's pretty important. You said that you wanted to be a better dad, and that was... Mm -hmm. That was one of the impetuses behind uh, Vet Cave, and and you you had some shadow work, and some demons maybe that you mm -hmm. had to fight through, uh, and and this Vet Cave, the one that we're sitting in, was maybe key in in helping you fight through some of those things, seeing light on the other side. Now it probably hasn't been all, you know, roses and you know rainbows mm -hmm. and sunshine since <laughs> since Vet Cave started. Uh, but but tell us a little bit about maybe what what is in your vet cave and, mm -hmm. and what what's some of the meaning behind some of the stuff here in your vet cave. Sure, uh, you know, to get to where we are to or where I am today, it's taken a lot of work. It's taken using the tools that I've learned. It's taking spending time in the chair with a therapist. You know, it's finding the right medication and uh, learning how to live with, uh, you know, post-traumatic stress and learning how to uh, be a veteran, you know, in the civilian world, uh, learning how not to be a walking HR violation in corporate America, you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I feel like uh, the vet cave itself uh, has been just a place of healing for me where I needed that community to help me. You know, and it, maybe it was selfish at first to think I'll build a nonprofit so I can have a community to help me. <laughs> but, uh, but I think that at the end of the day, that's what we all need is uh, 
our own vet caves, our own stories to tell, and but more importantly, to be heard, right? Uh, um, through Heroes Haven, I learned so much uh, about just our own emotions and what we own and what we shouldn't own of uh, feelings that we have, right? Such as uh, remorse or guilt. Um, you know, there's different identify things that we need to identify and how we feel about ourselves even. And, and so Heroes Haven definitely shed that light to me. I learned how to even sing Baby Shark at Heroes Haven, you know, <laughs> sing it with my kids and, and be funny. But uh, this vet cave for me is kind of a place where I get to put my egos, I guess, if you want to call it that, the things that I've done, uh, the things that I've accomplished, not, not to brag, but because sometimes I think we forget our path. We forget the journey that we've taken. We forget how strong we are, We are, you know, the difficult things that we've gone through. And so just in, in the walls of my vet cave, I have different things, such as my professional soccer career. I have the last uniform I wore and the, the last right boot, right? Uh, I have uh, some of the diplomas from the military career, uh, different things that I had to, you know, coins and things like that that represent my military time. Uh, civilian time, some congr congressional recognitions, uh, degrees. I, I like to keep it all in my vet cave. It's kind of like representing the story, right? Uh, there's a very important uh, painting that um, I had someone paint this. It was a dream that I had when I was 18 where I was holding a hand to a little boy. And so it's a very important piece in my, in my cave as you come in. Um, and it's a constant reminder of the importance of passing on good values of and not passing on the trauma, you know? And, and so this is a safe place, not just for veterans, but it's for my kids as well. It's for my wife. It's a place where we can talk tough things, you know, and then resolve them and then move on. But it comes because we have the tools, right? Um, there's uh, rubber, there's elastic bands. I have a pull-up bar. I use those things for my neck injury. Uh, you know, this is a living space <laughs> um, where I'm consistently trying to rehabilitate myself and get better on a day-to-day -day basis. Mm. Um, but uh, lots of memories in here, man. <laughs> yeah, um, Lot, lots of stories. Lots of different stories, yeah. uh, you know, that, that uh, can be told. But <laughs> yeah, no, that's awesome. So, so now we know like what's in your vet cave. Uh -huh. You surround yourself with, with these little items that remind, remind us, remind you, maybe any visitors that you have that, hey, there's, there's a story here, there's a, there's a lot that's that's mm -hmm. been overcome there's a lot's been that's been accomplished but i think we were talking earlier where it it seems like maybe a place of inspiration too where mm -hmm. where you go and and because you realize hey i'm here i made it i may have found, like fought through some really tough, tough times where i didn't think that there was going to be uh in, an end in sight mm -hmm. but i'm here and and that's kind of a, a point of gratitude i think where, where we can be grateful for where we are, what we've overcome, and but then realize that there's so much more to come as well. And, and there is, I mean, you got here some notes from the real estate <laughs> there you go. test. Uh, it's, yeah. it's kind of a, it was a four year goal that I had. Four years ago, I thought I'm gonna get my license one day. Yeah. And I finished grad school and then this kind of came along with Josh being on the board. He has his own brokerage and uh, with the Realty Path, you know, yeah. the infill team. And uh, it, it just kind of worked out where we figure out ways where the vet cave can be consistently funded, where it can actually work. Mm -hmm. You know, running a nonprofit is hard, especially yeah. when you, our first vet cave, I fasted for 22 days. 
I drink water only to raise funds to build this cave. Whoa. There has to be better ways to raise yeah. money. <laughs> no kidding. Fasting for 20 <laughs> Yeah, we, it was an amazing achievement. We did it here in the cave as well. Uh, yeah. Dave Kent and I would meet here with cameras and we would do daily updates of what it felt like to not eat. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. And uh, it was a transcending experience, man. It was the most beautiful thing I've experienced uh, uh, outside of just being a dad, becoming a father, you know, <laughs> just uh, coming to a place of self-compassion and feeling hunger, mm -hmm. understanding hunger. You know, it's something that uh, I think very few people willingly want to do. <laughs> and uh, but it was life changing. Um, at the time, it helped us get the vet cave moving forward. A lot of blood, sweat, fat, <laughs> you know, a lot of peeing. <laughs> um, but uh, now we're on to different plans. You know, we're starting the real estate side of, uh, of the business and uh, hoping to help veterans find homes and then as we help veterans, then we make donations from those transactions to the vet cave and continue doing vet cave stuff, you know, and continue building the community out and the, and just getting the convert, keeping the conversation going is the important part. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, and so 22 days, that's significant because there's uh, statistics and figures that 22 veterans per day, um, mm -hmm. you know, take, take their own lives. Um, and that's that's just uh, an unacceptable figure. So, <laughs> so you you did that twenty two day fast to to kind of symbolize, hey, uh, this is you know this is for those who who maybe feel lost or, or struggling. And then uh, that that aspect where okay, so we we have the real estate notes. You passed your real estate license finally, finally. <laughs> As of yesterday, right? Yeah. <laughs> Take a victory lap. Delete this. <laughs> there you Don't go. Don't that anymore. <laughs> it's all in here now, yeah. right? <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and and so you're now working with the Enfield team. Josh is, uh, and and you guys are going to be per transaction each deal. You're going to be contributing to the vet cave. Is that correct? That's the plan. Yeah. yeah. He made a pretty substantial uh, donation uh, last year or, or earlier this year, mm -hmm. and. Uh, and it's it's just that's how the idea started, you know. And then uh, with the trailer, we thought, why not make a mobile one where we can pull up to different businesses, do interviews or events, you know, have a presence there where people can recognize the trailer. And if people see the trailer and they think of their veteran and they make that veteran a phone call, then it, the whole purpose of the trailer worked, you know. Right. The goal is for people. Um, just to remember their veterans and, and realize that uh, it's a lonely place sometimes, especially when you're dealing with emotions that you don't understand. You're not even conscious of them, and yet you're reacting all over the place. Mm -hmm. You know, it's a. I think that's what our goal is: is just to not be shy about it, uh, not be, not feel ashamed of mental health. You know, I think uh, a lot of people in the military they start struggling. They're scared of losing their jobs. They're scared of getting chaptered out or. Or, and even when they do talk, they get shamed, you know, and that's a real thing. People get shamed when they complain about mental health, when they're still in. I think that we need to raise those awarenesses. A uh, big thing for me, um, working in corporate America, I joked about being a <laughs> walking HR violation, yeah, yeah. but it's true. Um, I don't think corporate America understands how to take make the most out of their veterans. Right. You know, and it's very uh, compelling for me to 
try to keep pushing this idea of, uh, we, you know, we live in a right to work state where you can get canned for no reason. They can just let you go. And I think mental health suffers in that, in that specific area where I'm struggling and yet I lost my job, you know, and, and I wasn't understood. I didn't get a chance to talk. And, uh, well, and so that's, that's an important part. Like there's, uh, I mean, I, I just love to keep having a conversation or, you know, have a conversation <laughs> another time too, because it, it is a struggle for veterans to relate to corporate America, right? Mm -hmm. It's, it's, it's a struggle for us to plug into the system and, and just really adapt in, in, in that environment. Uh, but something that you've covered here in the vet cave is, and that's, representative of the organization that you've created here is that you you can adapt you can overcome whether you're in corporate america whether you're taking on your own uh business you're creating your own mm -hmm. entrepreneurial journey like you can adapt and overcome you can have that that experience where where you create those wins instead of feeling like your time was wasted or you were used or you maybe don't have the support that you that you need to. So, Leo, what's the best way to find you? What's the best way to get a hold of you, to plug into the community, sure. to just kinda, um, to, to seek you guys out and become a part of it, so. You know, um, right now, best way to do is follow us on Facebook. Uh, you can find us just as Vet Cave there. Okay. Uh, we have a website, vetcave.org. That's probably your second best uh, place to find us. and. We're on LinkedIn, LinkedIn and Instagram as well. Uh, we'll start picking up more on the messaging as uh, mm -hmm. now that this is out yeah, of the way. Yeah, that's out of the I way. I really needed to get this out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we'll, we'll start being more active on Facebook and, uh, and posting more relevant messages. But the goal is to have a few events throughout the year and then try to bring as much community as we can to them. Um, there's a hike that I want to start here soon. Uh, I'll throw it out there now on this so that it's official and I have to do it. Yes. But... Uh, I see Lone Peak from my backyard, you know, and I've always thought of, I love soccer and there's a team called Liverpool and their slogan is never walk alone. Mm. And so I think that's very applicable to us as veterans as well. And being that I have Lone Peak here, uh, I'd love to invite you and, uh, you know, your team to come and let's do a hike up Lone Peak with veterans and uh, bring in entrepreneurs as well with us, you know, some business leaders. And let's make sure that we never walk that walk alone and, and get up to Lone Peak together. Yeah, you know, I'm there. So that's coming pretty soon. I'm there, um, but yeah, find us uh, just on Facebook. I think that's probably the best place. Yeah, because even if you're not posting, you'll you still check your messages. I do check everything. the messages. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, we get a we have gotten quite a few calls on uh, suicide people that are ready to you know hurt themselves or commit suicide, and we're not trained professionals. Yeah, I've taken some of those calls, and they're really hard to to. You know, it's hard to be in the call. It's hard to even after the call to deal with, you just said goodbye to someone, you don't know what's gonna happen, I don't even know the person. But uh, I just uh, highly recommend, if you guys can post the number on your screen yeah, we'll there post, for the we'll suicide the prevention links. as well. Yeah, yeah, we'll yeah. post the links to, to Vet Cave and we'll post the links to, to the suicide prevention. Perfect, yeah. Because uh, I get a lot, I yeah, get phone well, calls here and there. <laughs> and hopefully they're plugged in before they even get to that point, right? You know, exactly. so. Um, but, but maybe a few of us have been there previously and, and we don't want to, we don't want to go down that path. Right. And so. I will never not answer a phone call. Yeah. You know, that's, uh, yeah. I mean, I'm here for any brother or sister in arms and, and so my line's always open in that sense. Yeah. 
but uh, well, I'll, I'll only do my best. <laughs> yeah, well, but let's let's remember that we've got hikes, we've got mm -hmm. uh, mobile vet cave coming, so so we can create that community and, and be a part of that community. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. I appreciate your time, Leo. Thank you. And uh, looking forward to continuing the conversations. Thank you very much. Yeah, thank you.